Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the sport of its episode 64, and we're, we're starting this right after Brandon and Clarence finished fighting about Kevin Love and our guy Guacamole Doritos in the agenda for this, so it it's already been some consternation among the group. It's it's good to have. It's good to have everyone here. Uh, Brandon's in Dallas, as usual. USB. Uh, Clarence is in wherever Clarence always is. What's up, fuckers? And joining us via the phone line from sunny St. Cloud, Minnesota, is Stu. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? I don't know why I went into AM radio DJ there for a second. I don't have a good explanation for that. There are AM radio DJs? Possibly. I thought it was just preachers at this point. I I don't know. I haven't spent sure. too much There's time on AM the AM radio, radio dial. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Sorry to offend The mighty AM 920. Radio. Out of Fairbow. Sure. 100,000 watts of just the fire rate. You could be in fucking okay. Minot and still get that station from Fairbow. <laughs> Holy crap. Anywhere. They play the polka music. <laughs> they got a DJ. Spinning old tunes. <laughs> By the way, this is all the podcast is going to be. So if you're expecting it to get better, it, it's not going to get any better than Clarence singing polka music. Nope, it really isn't. Uh, the Twins lost again today, and in keeping with our strategy of not talking about the Twins at all this year, but merely focusing on the future, we wanted to go over something that I am pretty excited about. Everybody in the world puts together their top ten Twins prospects lists at this time of year, and it, you know, Aaron Gleeman of AaronGleeman.com, all of the Twins Daily guys, you can find a number of these lists. Twinkie Town does one every year where the fans vote on it, and it's exciting for everyone, and we can all feel good about the future. But I, I think I might be more excited about what we've decided to do, which is to put together a list of the bottom five Twins prospects. Our, <laughs> so it's, our, it's not the worst talent-wise. It's just no. simply our it's, least favorite Yeah, we're prospects. Not, we're not talking right. about the worst five players in the Twins organization because you could just pick out any five guys you haven't heard of on 
in the Gulf Coast League or wherever in the rookie or league. on the Twins. Yeah, or, or on Jason the Twins for that matter. Or <laughs> yeah. Jason Bartlett. Yeah. And you could just pick out those five guys and you'd have them. These are the bottom five prospects, the guys who are the most disappointing or otherwise have failed the most. Uh, I got to credit Clarence for a lot of this. This came out of I think biggest failures is the best way to say it. All right, number five, we're going with B.J. Hermson. Uh, he is a guy who was supposed to be the future of starting pitching for the Twins, and he got moved to the bullpen last year in New Britain. And I think, if I remember right from looking it up, he didn't actually strike out a single hitter last year. Oh, that's not a good thing in, in the minor leagues. That doesn't translate well to the major leagues when you don't strike out anybody in the minor leagues. And That's by the way, picture. that might be a yeah. that might be a sport effect. I don't know. Maybe he struck out everyone last year, but regardless, I we've been hearing so. about him forever, and he's no zero strikeouts. We're going to go with that. Yeah, <laughs> zero strikeouts. He actually we struck out more at the plate. He struck out everybody. It would have come up. He is Iowan. Is that correct, John? Another sport effect. I think we can give that a sport effect. <sighs> so you know, bit, upper like Midwest kid. We should like him. I mean, F it. He's one of us, kind of. I don't know. We'll claim him. For no, baseball we're not purposes. claiming anyone from Iowa. For baseball, we claim him. No, I don't Midwest. think we, we do. don't. I'm fine with it. If he's from I, Cedar Rapids, a, maybe. I don't, think baseball, I don't think this has ever come up before. Has there ever been anybody of notoriety from Iowa that we wanted to? Yeah. Well, didn't the Twins have some, maybe? Ashton from, Kutcher? That's it, from Iowa. Ashton Kutcher is from Iowa? Cedar Rapids, yeah. Now the Twins had a kid from Iowa a couple of years ago. Who am I thinking of? Joe Maurer? Oh, uh, no. That's not it. I'll think of it. it, it anyways, he was from Iowa. There was somebody on the Twins a couple of years ago from Iowa, and everybody loved him. Uh, it just doesn't feel like Iowa is something I want to claim. I mean, I'll give you North and South Dakota a little bit. It just feels a little closer. Yeah, as long as it's the eastern half of either Dakota. Rapid City, no. Yep. Bismarck. Yep. Eh, Bismarck's on the border. I also don't want to claim B.J. Hermson because B.J. Hermson is a failure. That's why so he's far, one of the bottom yeah. five Twins prospects. Grumpy. He's been around forever and uh, just never goes anywhere. Speaking Keep hearing of, about him for years. Speaking of being around forever and never going anywhere, uh, number four is Devinson Romero, who's been in the organization since, if I'm if I'm getting my facts right, he's been in the organization since 1987. <laughs> Holy cow. He was drafted right after Mark Davidson. Yeah, he was on the roster with Pat Mahomes for a while in the minor leagues. And he and he, Willie Banks were roommates. Yes, exactly. That's an excellent prospect pull, by the way, <laughs> Brandon. Congratulations <laughs> for pulling out Willie Banks right there. Thank you. In Good reality, night. I mean, he's he is like 27 or tw- – yeah, he's like 27 years old. Yeah. And he strikes Third out. Baseman. He strike out three times since we started this podcast. That's how often <laughs> he strikes out. He, he just goes be. up to all the other prospects and asks if he can rent a car for them because he's old enough now. <laughs> he's the only claim to fame. He's the guy in the dorms that was that went to the in the military <laughs> first. So he's way older than everybody else in the freshman dorms. Married. And, uh, rely on him to buy beer. <laughs> and for, he's also way into guns, and so everybody's scared of him, but also wants beer. He's seen it all. Has a lot of good military army stories from like Panama or <laughs> Canal. There was a guy like that. I don't know about his military status, but two doors down from me in my freshman dorm, there was a guy that apparently was way into guns. And one day, 
I came back to the room, and there were about five cops standing outside the room who apparently had found his storehouse of guns and were cleaning him out. We didn't see the, uh, oh, him Jesus. for the rest of the year. I don't know what his major was, but I'm guessing it was probably military. Engineering. Science. Yeah, well, or engineering. It was one of the two. Journalism, and that is Michael Rand. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's another sport effect. Um, number three on our list is Dale Lisguera, who is another guy who's been around forever, who was in the Johan Santana trade. Uh, didn't play at all last year because he had a blood clot in his shoulder. He's 34 years old. He pitched pretty well when he was 16 and hasn't pitched well since. I don't, his I don't first even... name is DeLuise, John? Deolis. Deolis. I you're an Ottoman guy, so I can't quite trust the pronunciation of things. Uh, DeLuise. His folks were big fans of the Cannonball Run and just wanted to... You know, after. if you graduated with John <laughs> Paul Ottoman, you'd call him Rick Ottoman, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Deolis already, you know, being part of the Santana tr- trade, he's already got one strike against him. Before he even threw a pitch, he had a hurdle yep. to climb and uh that trade was is now what seven years old six well, gotta be yeah Eight, gotta, nine, it's old as fuck 20. i mean it's in like it's super old. second or third grade it's it's getting up there yeah and uh this kid is still not in the major leagues well and then they uh, also had to trade gomez because if they would have kept him the heat would be off him gomez would have been the yeah. that's true you know, so that's a real problem. Poor could kind of use them. Can kinda you imagine have... if they still had Gomez around and they could theoretically put out an outfield of Carlos Gomez, Aaron Hicks, and Byron Buxton? Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> the best defensive slash loomiest oh, outfield in baseball this history. goofy. Yeah, Buxton. No, they, they, they also at one point then would have had Span and Revere as well, so five <laughs> amazing outfielders. So somebody's really good at drafting and developing outfielders. Um, or at least understanding the talent, they just uh, then don't know how to trade for quality. So I also I wish that we could have seen Carlos Gomez and Oswaldo Garcia in the same outfield. Oh, where Byron Buxton would be the most mature one yeah, out there, absolutely. and he's yeah. <laughs> six years younger than any of them. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Gomez running across from left field to try to catch pop flies in front of Garcia, <laughs> pulling a Kelly Lee at him the whole way. Uh, that'd be good stuff. All right, uh, number two on our list is Alex Wimmers, who had Tommy John in 2012 and was a first-round pick in 2010 and has never troubled the majors since. The closest he got to the majors was the day he was drafted, and yeah. everybody in the world said he was almost there. Yep. Yep. He uh, was major league ready as I recall. Yeah. He started 49 games at Indiana or something that year. Or am I thinking of someone else? I think he. I thought he was. was you could State. be right. I thought he was Ohio State, but no. uh, I don't know. You could be right. One of those. I think the biggest goals. frustration with some like him and Debbie Romero is that they should be up pushing out guys that sh- do not belong in the major leagues. They should be pushing guys right now, and they're not. They're still in Rochester, or they are still in New Britain. I think that's the biggest frustration with some of these guys is they're not, not that they're underperforming. It's also that they just can't, they can't push up the the guys that we want out of the major leagues. Yeah, it's an organization who badly needs guys like top draft picks to perform because they're not going to do it. They're not going to see success in any other way. They haven't in right. I don't know how many ever maybe ever, besides 
get it's lucky with some draft picks. Uh, that was kind of the way they did it in, uh, you know, throughout the 2000s. They haven't really seen an ability to do anything yeah. else. So, Jesus. Yeah. And finally, our number one bottom five Twins prospect from the Sportive is a guy that Clarence has hated literally since the day he was drafted and was actually sending out emails on draft day about how terrible he was going to be. That's Levi, not even a joke. I that is email, not a joke. John, the two day minutes. he was drafted and say, two minutes this is going to be a disaster after the draft. pick. Levi Michael, who is at Fort Myers for the 15th straight year. Third straight year. Third straight year. Hasn't hit either year. Which is exactly what we thought he was going to do. How hard is this, guys? Yeah. I don't... God. I, I watched one College World Series game with this guy in it and thought, this guy, this is the guy. This, this is the guy that can't field, looks lost at the plate in this game, can't throw, and he is a first-round draft pick, potentially. And then... The twins took him. Yep. Of course. And I was like, oh, well, this is pretty Basic, much the way that my life goes. Basically, the reason Levi Michael is still around is that they picked him in the first round. That's right. Because the Gophers had a shortstop named Derek McCallum. Not to go one of us on everybody, but the Gophers had a shortstop named Derek McCallum who had similar stats in college, you know, hit 375 mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, may, have, may, have, may have even been picked the same year as Michael. I can't actually remember. But he hit about as well as Michael has, you know, 220, 190-something like that, whatever they both hit. And McCallum's out of baseball at this point. Well, I don't know if he's out of baseball, but he's out of the Twins organization for sure. He may be playing in the Can-Am League with some of Chris Calabello's forward teammates or something like that. So, basically, Levi Michael's just living the first-round dream right now, and maybe he'll hit this year, but we doubt it. I didn't know McCallum was already... Out of the organization. That's. I think he is. A, that must have been a real disaster. Because he was like a fifth-round pick, and nobody cared. Yeah, but that's still... Uh, I, I don't know. That's surprising. He must have been terrible. That's my point. And somebody will probably tweet in and say that Derek McCallum is the starting AAA shortstop this year or something like that. But <laughs> They would probably be wrong. I feel like well, I don't it, know. You should know that about prospects, in general, we are uninformed. But in the specific, as in the case with these five guys... We're quite informed, except for all the parts where we had to call sportive fact because we didn't want to look things up. Except for those parts, we're very informed. And to circle circle back to one of the reasons why we don't like these guys, Levi Michael at this point should be pressuring Pete Florimone out of a job. At this time, when they drafted Levi Michael, they were hoping by 2014 he was coming to the Major League camp and pushing guys like Pete Florimone to do better. They should not be having to trade for a guy like Eduardo Nunez to push Pete Florimone. Levi Michael should be doing that already. And he's not. He's not even close. He's in four fucking Myers. He's not even close. He's three levels away from pushing Pete Florimone. He's not even on the doorstep to pushing him. That's why he's number one. Yeah, he's pushing three other terrible prospects that are in between him and Pete Florimone. Danny Santana does not, you know, stay awake at night worrying about Levi Michael put get, taking a, his job from him. That's not what Danny Santana is worried about. What Danny, is Danny Santana, Santana just plays by his own set of rules. <laughs> he does. Well, well, he's when a they fish out of water. With a veteran cop, he's going <laughs> to solve so many outstanding crimes. Sorry, I, I just like the name great. Danny Santana so much. It's... I do too. 
Rolls off the top. God, I hope he's it good. Really does. I hope he. I hope he fields. It's That's the kind of stuff I think about. I want him. I want him and Nico Goodrum to succeed so badly. Just <laughs> on name alone. What a name. Well, John will tell you that Nico Goodrum was on my initial li- on this list. Yep. He was on one of the people that I emailed. And John called him. John. John took him off the list. I don't know why. It's. I don't blame John, but I, I don't know. The you name. know, there were only spots for five guys on the bottom five. Had to Sorry. pick somebody, yep. I guess. Somebody had to leave. And I think I, I may have deleted one or are... two other guys who were out of the organization and or were you know, hit with some incredible injury last year and didn't deserve to be on the list. Nico was? Possibly. I don't know. You know, who am I, Seth Stowes? I don't know these things. <laughs> Exclamation point. Uh, every organization has picks that don't pan out. It's not like the Twins are any worse at drafting than other organizations. but So I don't think that we are meaning to put all the blame on Levi Michael. It's the team who drafted him, obviously, and the team who don't have any Absolutely. plans. But we're, we've complained about them so much every single podcast that we had to mix it up a little bit and say, there's some other people that we want to talk about this week because we can't just continue to shit on Terry Ryan and the rest of his crew every single week, even though we want no. to. I really want 54 to. 54 of these. To, we, we are 54 for 54 in complaining about the Twins. We have, we have to never once given him credit for being an even an average GM, and so far we're batting a 1,000. Yeah. Even, even the episode where we had Hunter Weeks and, on and talked about documentary filmmaking the whole time, there was still a 10-minute interlude <laughs> in there when we talked <laughs> about yeah. Hunter had to go take a through. leak, and we immediately just launched into a diatribe. Remember B.J. Garvey? He sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Ryan Mills? He was terrible. He was terrible. Yeah, Adam was Johnson. Oh. oh, God. Adam Johnson. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but I guarantee, don't you think other organizations are like, yeah, that guy didn't pan out. Who gives a shit? Let's do something else. Let's find another solution. Because they have, have somebody that panned out. Yeah, no, we don't. We're so reliant on these draft picks. Like Cole Stewart... He has so much of my happiness on his shoulders right now. You a have poor nineteen-year-old kid in yeah. this little river town in Iowa holds all of Brandon Broxy's happiness, all of in it, in his hands, all of it. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's playing, you know, fucking PlayStation in, in some shitty apartment in for. Cedar Rapids, or maybe they're on the road. In, in, some, in, in, yeah. in yeah. some place even worse than Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yep, Beloit. And uh, he doesn't know how much he means to Brandon Broxy in Dallas, Texas. That's he what it no means idea. to get drafted by the Twins. Yep. Hope. Sorry, guys. You represent hope when you get drafted by the Twins. You are, you are only only way out of this awful mess that, that our organization has created. Just got to get lucky once every 15 years where a bunch of prospects are going to pan out at the same time, ride those guys for three years, and then right back into the dumpster for us. That's how we roll. All right. uh, That's probably enough Twins prospect talks. I do want to take a minute. I made reference to a couple of podcast members who shall remain nameless. Well, okay, they won't remain nameless. It was Brandon and Clarence. We're arguing in the Google agenda right before we started, and I just read it, and it's great, and I'm going to read it out loud for everyone. So you can guess as to who is who. 
I won't try to do the voices or anything. This is but terrible. Here we go. Google Dongs is better than Kevin Love. F it, just trade Love already. Then who is going to play PF? Tom Ford? The coward who shot Jesse James? That's a fashion guy. Oh, what is PF? Question mark. That is a position in basketball. It means player forward, facing the basket. Oh, that makes sense. Does Kevin Love play player forward? <laughs> yes, he does, but Google Dongs plays C. What is C? Catcher. He catches the ball. This is not that difficult. Everyone knows this stuff. <laughs> well, pardon me, Jim Naismith. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> Can Google Dongs play PF? This is a weird way to communicate. We should try podcasting. Podcasting is stupid. Fair point. Well, this was fun. It was okay. <laughs> got heated. Jeez, I it got did heated. Get heated. It did. Got a little out of hand. And I'm sorry yeah, for I the did. things I said. I do. I regret it. I did. That wasn't me. That wasn't me right there. Oh, that might be my favorite couple of minutes of the podcast right there. That was that was tremendous. It's not. It's it's not a fun way to communicate because it's that live thing where you can see each other typing. So it's <laughs> not like any other way where you can delete it and start over or sit and it feels even nerve wracking to sit and think for ten seconds because that's also embarrassing. Like oh, you have to actually think to be funny. <laughs> what a piece of shit you are. <laughs> it's a terrible way to communicate. I can't yeah. imagine. I can see all the words that Brandon often misspells. It has to delete and go back and respell, and he can see mine too. Yep. Kevin Love at one point is spelled with the number nine and a closed parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, but um, a good point. Um, and I will say a, a slight mea culpa to Flip Saunders. Uh, Google Dongs is a legit NBA player, man. You you screwed that up, Brandon Solpe. The only person in town who defended Flip. For the Google Dogs pick was me. I think we and, all agreed uh, that it was a pretty decent draft pick. I had no <laughs> idea. I don't even remember. At we all. talked about him, and Did I. We? Well, I don't know if you talked about him, but I remember mentioning on the podcast that's not a terrible pick because he was pretty good in college. Um, obviously, he's way better than anybody thought he would be, and it's still such a. He hasn't played a ton of games where you can be assured that he's going to be great for you know. For the next few years, but really, really promising start. That's really great news for next year. Why can't he play on the floor as the same time the same time as Peck? I know um, they play the same position, but why is that just too big? It's too big. Uh, kind of the key to basketball offenses is spacing. You need to have everybody spaced out, so you got to have a couple guys in the corners that can shoot threes, um, and then the the defender has to stay on him so he doesn't have a wide open look and that means when Rubio gets past his guy he doesn't have like five dudes in the paint waiting to block his shot because then he'll just kick it out for an easy three so you need to space and that's why it's difficult to have two centers on the floor even though they would be good defensively in the paint you've also got the effect that the other team's power forward who's maybe able to shoot a three and you don't want Peck like trying to run out to a three point line and um, and try to defend it. I know you probably wanted like a three-word answer to that. I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. It still doesn't make any sense. The, the Wolves don't have anybody who can shoot a three, um, so it doesn't really make well, any difference. 
No, not quite, but I can promise you that Kevin Martin is a better three-point shooter than Google Dongs. <laughs> well, I'm sure he is, but he is not a better three-point shooter than... He is not a better player at his position than most people. Uh, correct, but I think that the... My point being, you don't... So you're sacrificing having Google Dongs on the court because you want Kevin Martin on the court? That Because the you want theory? to have five players who have a role that's defined that makes sense. And Kevin Martin's role is to be an okay shooter and probably the worst defender in basketball history? He's pretty bad, but yeah, he's a really good shooter, and he can get to the line. Um, and he, while being bad, can still—he's um, still a lot quicker on the perimeter than than Google Dongs trying to guard a trying to guard a. a I'm not so shooter. sure. I'm not willing to concede <laughs> that point. <laughs> I'm I'd not. Have I'd have to see this in person to believe you. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the good news is, though, you need two centers in the league. Um, especially one who is when when you have one who's injury prone as Pekovic, so that's great news. If you were a really good organization, you would move probably Deng to a team to fill one of your bigger needs and roll with Peck and Turiaf next year. Um, sometimes you just got to move Deng if you know what I mean, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dress oh, yeah. to the left. I, I often dress to the left most of the time. Uh, I don't think that'll happen, but that's what good organizations do, and, and they're pretty good at it. So, um, who's going to trade for Deng based on five games of being good at basketball? David Kahn. <laughs> David Kahn is not a league executive at this point. If David he Kahn. gets a job in the league, then all bets are off. Absolutely, somebody's going to trade for him. Yeah. Um, well, he's 24. He's got a really, really good contract because he's a rookie. Um, he has played, um, I don't know, 15 games probably, or equivalent of probably 15 almost full games at this point. So it's not a super small sample size, but if you could get a guy who is equally promising but a two-guard, I haven't done any research, but um, that would be that would be a trade that you would probably look to make. Um and again, that's what decent organizations understand how to um, do things like that and shore up holes in their in their um, on their roster. Watch, obviously, Flip doesn't understand how to do so. Probably screwed, but we're screwed in a good way of having two really good centers. Here's something I want to ask, Brandon. You wagered on the Timberwolves to win more than thirty nine and a half games, correct? Yep. And with four games to go in the season, they have thirty nine wins. Mm-hmm. Rate for me your confidence level that they will not lose their final five games of the season to 39 and 43. Wait, they have five or four? They have four there? left. They lost today, so that's one loss in a row. Okay, so they have four left. They have four left. Um, I think I they'll get there. They'll get there. Um, All four games, well... I would say three of the four are winnable. Two of the four they'll be favored in. Um, yeah, I think they'll get there. I don't know. I mean, they play Sacramento and Utah. Both teams are terrible. Um, I know that they're shut down a bunch of guys um, for the season, but Rubio is healthy, Love is healthy, and Dang is healthy. Um, yeah, I know these guys keep fucking with me and letting me down, but I, I do have confidence they will go one and three, and I'll win it by a half point. 
half win. <laughs> 40 and 42 is what we're guessing here. 40 and 42, 41. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And Brandon predicted 44 wins? 43. 43 wins. So you'd need them to go 4 and 0 to reach your mark. And I need uh, them to go yeah. oh, I predicted 39 wins, so I need them to go 0 and 4. So here we are. You predicted 37 and 4 and then they got contracted in the middle of the season? When yes, I predicted actually 39 and 6 and 39 then 6 and then um contracted and uh, murdered. No, I didn't I don't think I was specific enough. I simply Which, said to be Dave fair, Dante Cunningham had his way. You said he'll oh. take care of it and then you did the gun pointing to the head mine. <laughs> yes, I did the thumb slitting the neck. Yeah. yeah. He'll take care of it. But okay. I didn't give specifics. I did say 39 wins. So I need 0-4, you need 4-0, and, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. Yep. John was noncommittal. Brace yourself. John refused to give a win total. Well, you never know when the Timberwolves have to work out at the U, and then he'll be compromised. <laughs> and I believe Stu said 59, oh, 55? I said between 50 and 55, according to Wade, right. which yeah. goes really well with my wild not making the playoffs prediction. It really <laughs> just kind of goes together. It shows you how much I know about both. No, let's deflect, Stu, because I feel bad, because I just I don't want to pile on here. That You know, like a month ago, Rand said that the Wolves have a better chance. He told me, this is the argument that Rand and I had, that the Wolves have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Wild. That You made your prediction in, like, August. True. A month ago, Rand told me that the Wolves have just as good, if not a better chance, of making the playoffs than the Wild. So let's pile on him if we're going to be you know, doing it. I think we should have also... Have the Wild made their run yet a month ago, or are they still kind of, like, really in the what I call the danger zone, hockey term. Uh, they were ago, or they or they turned that corner, yeah, when they followed Clarence's advice and benched Danny Heatley. Goddamn right, 5-0 and since, bitches. Okay. Uh, sure. Sure. I believe they were just kind of treading water about a month ago. Okay. I should mention that I distinctly remember us predicting that the Wild would finish sixth in the Western Conference, mostly because we forgot that the playoffs were by division this <laughs> yeah. year. But as we speak right <laughs> now, the Wild have 96 points, and they are tied for sixth in the Western Conference. Fucking nailed with it. With the Los Once Angeles again. Kings. I don't know why they don't listen to us, John. I don't, I don't know, know why. We've been right about so many things, especially yep. Wild-related. Just continue. And Twins-related. Well, t- Timberwolves-related, too. Vikings? No, we've never said anything about the Vikings except we wish they would move so we didn't have to suffer so long, so much as we do. <laughs> that would be nice. Man, that'd make my life easier. Um, I think that we're... I still think we're right about pretty much everything at a high level. Which isn't What's too the- difficult because we just basically say all of our... all the people running our franchises are um, incompetent morons. So, And then we... And then they... Uh, Prove themselves to be, yeah, and easy. then here we are. Yep, it is easy. So, um, if you guys are so smart about the wild, uh, are they going to do any damage in the playoffs? No. Let's see. Let's see who they uh, who they match up against. But I think John is correct. I'll I'll go with no. Right now, if the playoffs started today, which they don't, they'd match up against Anaheim, which 
is not it doesn't really matter which of the top five teams in the West they end up matched up against because none of them look good for them. St. Louis, they lost every game to this year. Even Colorado, or even Chicago, who's in the fifth spot. The, the Wild, I think, have lost 49 games in a row to the Blackhawks. So. Not Is um, Brizgalov going to be the goalie? It looks That's like it. The they have no yeah. other goalies. That's one of the reasons why you can't predict them doing well in the playoffs just because they have such a giant question mark at goalie. He's done well. He hasn't lost for him. But uh, in the playoffs, it's a different deal. Tomorrow night, it sounds like... He's crazy as a shithouse rat, right? Yes. Oh, fucking A. He is... Well, he's a goalie, so that's already... I guess that's actually... I'm just gilding the lily there. He's crazy even for a goalie, which is something. He's a Russian goalie, and and all that implies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he is goofy as fuck, which I love him. God, I love him. I hope he does well in the playoffs. Holy shit. I hope he does well, but... I don't see yeah, it. It would be cool. I mean, I, obviously I'm not a wild guy, but it would be nice to win a playoff series around these parts. My prediction fun. was when they got him, what you know, if something happens where he's the playoff guy and he wins, you know, he stands on his head and wins a series for them, he will be the biggest goddamn deal in this town. People <laughs> will just go crazy because people love successful. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They just do. We, people we, love. Yeah. yeah. That's a Born Berenger in 1987. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's a great example. What a perfect <laughs> example. Exactly. Yeah. Just some guy yeah. off the street who's kind of nuts, and now they sell his sandwiches. And, I mean, it's just... <laughs> yep. The best part of Juan Berenger was when they had that welcome home thing at the Metrodome. He showed up in a trench coat with a briefcase. <laughs> Why does he have a briefcase? Why does he have a briefcase with him? Have we ever speculated what's in that briefcase? Like, what just... What would be in there? We, we just it wanted to show it up seven years later in Pulp Fiction. People just kind of went, oh, yeah, Juan Berenger's briefcase. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be there? Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, that's, that's the guy. it sounds like uh, tomorrow night, um, John Curry from Two and a Half Men, as Clarence so succinctly put it, will start in net. So, I'll we'll take a look at him. So, Four they have less. how many injured goalies? Four? Three? Uh, two? Four. Three total. Kemper. Yeah, three total. Uh, Harding and Backstrom. Backstrom. Oprey and Malak. Gary, Gary Charles John Casey oh. is still recovering. Yep. From from his status as the best midget to ever play goalie in the NHL. Was he a little guy? Yeah, he was like I, I can't. What, how tall was he? Like five foot five, something like that. Maybe put it. You can put him in your pocket. Yep. Not very big. Who is that um, goalie for the Red Wings that was amazing? Tom, Dominic uh, Hasek? Hasek. 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 Yeah. Hasek. Hasek. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my really good buddies, uh, one of his best buddies, played for the Red Wings for years, and we got to go down to see other players one time, and I was standing next to him, and I swear to God, he looked like he weighed about 105 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. looked like he was uh, right on the elevator. Yeah. Not actually, uh, and they're like, yeah, that's him. I had no idea, but... Um, it's amazing how giant he looked on the ice and how tiny he was. Well, Dominic Hasek is well known as the best NHL goalie to simultaneously run a meth lab while having a Hall of Fame career. So, <laughs> yeah. the thing about hockey player, a lot of athletes that era, 
now they're all in pretty good shape. You know, the fitness and the weightlifting has all gotten to be a lot different than it used to be. But in the 90s and especially back into the 80s, the professional hockey players <laughs> did not, uh, you know, they're smoking in between periods. They There was no fitness yeah. plan there. They weren't uh, weightlifters or anything. They they uh, were not physical specimens in any in any way. Yeah. I was kind of thinking or hoping that um, hockey was the last sport like that where maybe the guys didn't need to be. I, I suppose baseball still a little bit. You don't need to be like a prime shape athlete necessarily. Um, Most so. guys, yeah, and it is changing there too. A lot of guys are yeah, pretty big. Well, but but hockey, you can play until you're like 45, can't you? There's for sure the oldest athletes are hockey players. No, the Hockey oldest athletes base. have to be baseball players. I think it's baseball bullpen no pitchers way. are. Yeah, bullpen pitchers can get away for. You say that, but Jesse Orosco pitched till the age of sixty-two. So, <laughs> and that was last year. Jesse Orosco retired yeah. last year. <laughs> I feel like those are crazy exceptions, though. It's like there are three forty-year-olds out of the what are there seven hundred major leaguers or whatever. I think I it's that like way for hockey, though, too. I feel like there's like two or three on each yeah. team in hockey. Is that not right? Basically, you're thinking no. of Gordie Howe and Chris Kelios and Martin Brodeur, and that's like it. That's about it. Even Danny Heatley seems old. Danny Heatley's like 32? He's not that old, yeah. I don't think. He seems super old for hockey. Weren't you guys telling me, though, a couple years ago that, like, Yarmer Yager was still playing for. Oh, he's, he's yeah, he's still, still playing. There's another one. He still plays. Yeah, for shut the whole... fuck up. He's still in the league. Yep. It's so okay. ridiculous. Hey, Mussolini is also still going. God, shut he's a doucher. Fuck. He's a doucher, too. God, Solani is still those in the guys. Yeah. I saw yeah. his name. I thought he was a coach. <laughs> Daniel Alfredson, he's still going. All right, wow. ma- maybe there's a case for this hockey players are the oldest athletes thing. Now that we start naming but, them. But then, like, Giambi's still in the league. I mean, I think he's hurt now, but Jason Giambi is That's true. still rolling around somewhere. Fuck, those guys. Yeah, he's 43. I just saw it today. He's 43. Is Travis Hafner still in the league? He uh, can't. Be. Is he with uh, the Yankees? Um... Sport of fact says not in a league. Good All enough. Right. I'll go with it. I'll defer. No, absolutely no clue. All right. Um, okay. So uh, early first round exit for the Wild, and is the outlook still fairly positive for the future? Just so long as they get a, a coach who doesn't who wasn't in love with uh, old players. Well, they're <sighs> going to get rid of Heatley this offseason. They'll sign Thomas Vanek, and hopefully one or more of their goaltenders gets healthy. And that'll put him into a, like, could win it all? Well, I don't know. It's it's hard to say because Chicago seems set up for the long term, and Anaheim seems pretty well set, and so does St. Louis. So there's three good teams in the Western Conference right there. And Colorado is, if I'm not mistaken, one of the younger teams in the league. And the entire yeah. year I've been waiting for him to fall off, and now they're two points out of the race for the number one seed or something like that. So I don't know how they did it. That's a yeah, mystery. And if, if we got our guy Hans Van Sluten on here to talk about the advanced metrics, he'd point out that the Avalanche are terrible at all of them. So Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't make any outlier. sense whatsoever. The, the Avalanche, Brandon, they would drive you crazy because they yes, are they street. There's no explaining. All the advanced stats say they should not be very good. 
and they're good. Are you confident enough to just say they're getting lucky, or is no. is no. hockey just in so infancy that you're like, I just don't think those stats, those advanced stats, they're getting are... excellent goaltending is what they're getting, which cancels out a multitude of sins. That's okay. the problem good with point. hockey advanced stats is they can be canceled out by good. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, that's a bummer. They're only predictive to a point because goaltending is such a large factor that puck possession can only predict so much. Yeah, you well, can, you can give up they, 45 shots and take 15 yourself and still win, and that happens fairly, you know, sort of all the time. See, it's too the goalie is too important in hockey. They need to take some of my advice, get take away their stick. <sighs> take away the goalie's uh, stick? Yep, don't give them a glove. They you just wanted, get two blockers. <laughs> you wanted to take away defenseman's <laughs> sticks too. Come on, a double blocker no stick? That would be fun. Oh. Wasn't there some guy a while back who had some nerve problem in his hand and he couldn't close his hand, so he actually did play with two blockers and a stick? This is a porno. <laughs> a you're thinking of some weird old porn <laughs> deal that you watched one time, John. I don't even know what you're talking about. Dude, give us a couple names when you get a minute of what that porno might be called. It sounds right up your alley to name that one. Oh, Big boy. porno name guy. <laughs> that is, that's true. Gosh. <laughs> that's going to be right Stu's now. contribution. Yeah, I know this. <laughs> well, while Stu, right while Stu thinks about that, I'm gonna. I want to talk about the other thing I wanted to mention, which is the Frozen Four this weekend, and give you the one minute Frozen Four preview. That's all you need to know about every team in the Frozen Four. You're not gonna get that preview anywhere else. Yep. This is their one stop shop. The only this, place you can come to to get it. This is the best yep. place to go for your Frozen Four. Frozen Four, four clearinghouse. So we buried our lead 50 minutes into it. Yep. Well, first we had to get to the bottom five Twins prospects, but of course. First of all, you got Minnesota, North Dakota. North Dakota, not a very good team this year, but got excellent goaltending in the regional. That's why they're here. So if they continue to get excellent goaltending, watch out. Minnesota, the best team in the nation most of the year, played probably their best game of the season against St. Cloud State, but given oh, the Gophers' history low. over the last 10 years, who knows? <laughs> You've got Boston College, which is a team with one good line, but that line is the best line in college hockey by far. In the regional, that line scored 11 goals. The entire rest of the team combined for one. And you've got Union, which is in Schenectady, New York. That's the only fact I have for you about Union. But they're in New York, so we at least established that this year. That's your Frozen Four preview. What? Where? How good is Union um, throughout the season? Union is the Wichita State of college hockey. They sort of beat all comers this year, but they haven't played any of the good teams yet. Okay. And they will go the way of Wichita State, which is to say they will lose to BC. And is this a three-game series sort of deal, or is it just one game? Single elimination, Brandon, the most That's unfair way of doing it. Shit. I know it. It's, it's no different than basketball. Uh, that's uh, Well, you got to do it. Makes the, it helps the ratings. Here's the thing that makes me mad. You covered college hockey for 11 years while you were in college, and you <laughs> just had to ask whether the Frozen Four was single elimination. They weren't very good when I was uh, when I was there. Why do you think They're that bad. was? Me? <laughs> I can. Uh, you're all I know about that, so I can only blame I, you. It was either you or Scott Sandlin. Ah, uh, Scott Sandlin. Do you have, do you have um, any Scott Sandlin stories for us? Nope. Boring. Very boring. Very boring, man. Yeah. Yeah, even his off-the-record things were not anything that should be off the record. When he took you into confidence, it was like, well... Off the record, don't tell anybody. I uh, had to run the guy's uh, 
a little longer <laughs> practice than I wanted to last time. Like, all Fair right, enough. yeah, no, I'll I'll keep that a fucking secret. <laughs> don't don't tell anybody, Jesus. but I don't I don't really like the Duluth Grill all that much. I think it's kind of <laughs> overrated. <laughs> to yeah, keep I that one under your hat. Blackwoods. I prefer Blackwoods. I don't know. Dude, do you have any <laughs> hockey themed porn <laughs> names yet? No. <laughs> no. I thought you were like workshopping him at home. It's a, it's a, I am trying, but this is a porno of a of a the porno star is a a guy with nerve damage in one hand. Uh, Possibly, in the, it sounds like a terrible porno. I mean, limit limited in the crease. The high many, something about five hole. Too many men. I, too many men. Oh, yeah, man. that's. I sticking. Too many men is a pretty classic one, I'd say. Too many men. <laughs> well, we'll know. get there. We'll get there. Who is um, Clarence? Do you remember who Duluth coach was before Sandlin? Wasn't it somebody crazy? Yeah. An old guy who ended up going to like Michigan Tech. Or Sertich. Yeah. Mike Sertich. Mike Sertich. Yeah. 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 The tube. Yeah. It was a little bit before my time. I think he had the tube. Yeah. I all I remember the- about hockey is. Um, Nothing. They were terrible their whole time. <laughs> the deck was kind of <laughs> kind of a grapple. The deck was the old deck was kind of not that great. I never really enjoyed it. I didn't think I mean, it was like I sat. We, sure. The press box was in the rafters, so yeah. we sat oh, up there. Oh crap! You were way up there. Here's and, my story uh, about the deck. My senior year, I went up there for the Gophers Bulldogs game, and we got tickets. Me and some roommates got tickets in the last row of the deck. One of my college roommates is six foot four, and when he stood up for the introductions, he hit his head on the rough. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, you know that Cloquet high school hockey coach that's so crazy, and they love interviewing him at the high school hockey tournament, and they win every year. You know that guy? Sure. John, can you picture him? Vaguely. Yes. We played against him at the deck, and I told him to go fuck himself. That's my, <laughs> that's my deck story right there. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Had he done yeah. anything, or was it just sort of a general thing? Uh, we were scrimmaging Cloquet, and uh, I was playing wing. And, he, you know, it was a scrimmage. We didn't have real refs, so he was the ref, and he turned around like a ref would, you know, at the face-off to tell me to, you know, move over. You know how, like, a ref yep. will, tell, will turn around over his shoulder and tell the wing to get on his side and he did and I told him to go fuck himself because he's not a real ref so don't tell me where the fuck to stand and what my dad and what happened then (laughs) Uh, he turned around and dropped the puck I don't don't remember there being any big ramifications Uh, I thought for sure you got ejected from a scrimmage you can't have that power you can't eject a kid that's not even on your team there's no refs <laughs> the wild west <laughs> tell him whatever the hell I wanted to tell him I don't think it was uh, a good idea to have Clarence Swamptown in a game that he could describe as the wild west no, 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 authority no I took full advantage of that situation that's yeah. yeah gotta get your rocks off the good um, thing about not being good is that you can do stuff like that because oh, they, oh you kicked me out you know what? I'm not very good to begin with. I'll go sit out in the in the locker room. It doesn't really bother me. I had no big aspirations for this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This game, I wasn't going to, like, score a hat trick. Ooh, you took me off the ice. No, don't kick me out. Now what? So you get uh, kicked out and you you play the I was leaving anyway card? Pretty much, yeah. I was only going to play, like, four minutes anyways. No, oh, don't kick me out. Well, no. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, so the Frozen Four starts when tomorrow night. All right. Yeah, tomorrow by night. the time you listen to this, listener, it'll probably be tomorrow. So we'll just say Thursday night. Okay. All right. Gotcha. And when do when do when is the go for UND game? Uh, tomorrow <laughs> night. Tomorrow night. Seven thirty. So what time? What time tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, seven thirty. Okay. And I'm not um, obviously a Minnesota resident anymore. How big of a deal is this? This is. is I, I, how can I compare? Let's put. Can we put it in? This would be like a the Vikings playing the Packers for the NFC title game to go to the Super Bowl. That's, Stop it. In college hockey terms, that's I no. can't. I don't better. mean in college hockey terms. I totally know that that's a huge deal, but I, but to the casual fan, regular old whatever, what is this mm-hmm. on par with? Is it like the WNBA finals? Is it like no, I'm saying it's like the Vikings playing the Packers in the NFC title game? This it is the biggest rivalry that we have around here, playing to go to the championship game. I can't I don't I can't think of a better way. Yeah, but my is mom a, doesn't even know what's happening. And she kind of likes sports, wow. like the average person. Oh, she's going to know what's happening, if you know what I mean. Son of a bitch. She said she was going out with friends. Sports fest! Are you uh, This is yeah. terrible. Well, I might do it from behind so she can watch, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm not calling you dad. I'm not. Um, I'm not sure if you're looking for a better analogy, because I don't know that I can come up with one. Oh, um, so that's the worst analogy I've ever heard. So, yeah, I would like a better one from John. How can John? Fan, John? <laughs> I Let me ask you this. J- a couple John, of episodes ago, it... we had an insane argument that involved arguing about how big hockey was in Mankato in the mid 2000s. And my epiphany, and my epiphany from that discussion was, I don't really care how big it is to anybody else. It's important to me. That's I've been trying to tell I'm you not this saying it should for be fucking five years, Marthaler. <laughs> Damn it! Who gives a fuck what others? Think about hockey. So I don't, I don't mean this to be it. a judgment. I was just take, trying to take the pulse of the uh, Minneapolis St. Paul community. Do, mm-hmm. Does anybody? Is this a huge deal? I'm not willing to act as a spokesman for the entire Minneapolis St. Paul community. I don't care. I'm not asking. And I don't know. I know that you don't care, man. All crazy. I'm saying it's it will be the biggest event tomorrow night. I don't. I don't know a better way. I don't know how to explain it. All right. But is it as popular as it used to be? Oh, sorry. Leave it alone, Brandon. Leave it alone. Unless you want to have an argument about how big of a star Shane Joseph was in 2003. John, I'm trying to think back. 
Have the Gophers ever played UND in... Yes, in the Frozen Four in 2005, the Gophers and UND played. Good pull. Okay. Wow. Jesus. That's like when Junior Lazard was in the crease for... Minnesota Duluth there. I remember that guy. Great guy. I love how you got two out of three facts about Junior Lassard correct. He did, in fact, play college hockey for Minnesota Duluth, not as a goaltender. but In the crease. No, he was in the crease offensively. He was always just offensively. Is that what you were saying, Stu? Sure. All right. I'm going to give Stu credit for that. Okay. Give it to him. It was Hammer Chico Rash. I didn't know who to reference. Oh, that's a good one. That was my grandpa's... My grandpa's favorite goalie, Chico Resch. Okay, Maybe that, that might have been who I meant, to be honest, Clarence. <laughs> that might right. have been who I thought Junior Lassard was. That's okay. That's a uh, so odd first name with, uh, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I could have gone with Dave Longevin, probably. But, uh, oh. You know. I, See, Dave I, I know things about hockey. Not okay, really. so we've at least established that it's in that community a huge deal. So that's exciting. Are you guys just fucking psyched? You no, amped? Brandon, terrified. I, are you up to 11 right now? I can't. I have not talked about it. I am so excited that on the Twitter where I just ramble on and say the goofiest shit and I don't have a first wait, idea wait. why anybody follows me. I, it makes no sense. Yeah, to, I know. None of it makes any sense. Most of what I, you say. I, have, I won't talk about it. That's how big. I can't. Oh. I can't even talk about it. I was, gonna say, I I was wondering when the, when the, the chatter I, I was going to start. You're I worried can't. that it means too much to you, and you're starting to backtrack a little yep. bit. Yep. I, I was there Not with the Wolves earlier this season. It's good that you're aware enough to know, hey, guys, this is getting a little too close. I'm starting to take this personally. I think the aware word that you used is probably the most – I think that's a great word. That's an astute word. I, I know enough – I'm not smart about things, Correct. but I know enough about myself and my own history. Like, for example, I know based on family history, I shouldn't do hard drugs. Like, just <laughs> avoid them because family, you know, the way other people's lives have turned, just avoid them, Clarence. Because You don't want to give it away, but your dad was John Bonham. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> People in your family can't handle them, so just stay away from them. Okie doke, I will, and I don't. Drinking, take it, just be easy on it. Don't go too crazy. You can't drink every night because people around you can't handle it. Okie doke, I don't. Got it. Don't go crazy with the UND stuff this week, Clarence, because you can't handle it. It's too big. It's bigger than you. Just avoid it. So I did. That's you got to know yourself as you get older. You know, I was in high school and college and stuff. I didn't know this stuff, and it went crazy. If I were 23, I'd be on the Twitter with the UND stuff, and it would just be miserable. It would be so stupid. I'd be saying things about North Dakota that would be in the press, like it would make like <laughs> national news. You know, <laughs> and I'd be like, "What murder?" <laughs> yes, exactly right. You can't say that about the governor of North Dakota. Clarence, that's the stuff that would be going on. So I just, I've said, I've uh, said a moratorium. I'm not talking about it at all. I can't. You get in trouble when you use the R word with the governor's wife. Don't that's, do that anymore. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, so I haven't. That, I'm trying to paint a picture of how big this game is. I, I don't think I can. No, loud and clear. 
Yeah, I totally get it. Uh, you just equated it to heroin, so... <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I get so it. So tomorrow at 7.30, I'm just going to lock myself here in the basement. I'm going to turn my phone off, shut all the windows down, and just watch the game and go crazy. Okay, all right. So I've gotten to points when I just, like, plan things while the team is playing that I can't actually pay attention to them. I think that's, like, the next step. Just, just even refusing to watch. I'll That's... tell you. I'll tell you what the next step is because this is what my dad does. Vikings games go for basketball games. Big Twins games. He doesn't watch them. He tapes them on the DVR. He finds out the final score. If they lost, he deletes them. If they won, then he watches them. That's... <laughs> I love that. That's actually. Uh, let me think this one through. I gotta think. Oh, that's funny. Because here's yeah. the thing. He realized several that's years ago that the Vikings were going to kill him. And mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying that to be... I, I've used a lot of hyperbole in this podcast. That Pretty much every fact I've stated has been hyperbolic in some way. But he was fairly sure that the Vikings were going to give him a heart attack and he was going to die because of this football team that he's hated for almost his entire life. <laughs> and so he decided to not let that happen. And now he's extended it on to go for basketball and on to, well, there haven't been any big Twins games, I think, since he started this policy, but it just he just is happier that way. And that's yeah. where I'm heading. That is the direction that I'm going. I think it's smart. You'll get there. So I think that's a mature yeah. way of being. Overall, I'm still a young man. I think my heart can probably take the go for UND game. Now, 20 <laughs> years from now, I don't think so. I think I'd be a real candidate to find out the final score before watching it on the DVR. Yeah, I, I, I look less forward to them losing than I do to them winning. I, it will be miserable putting up with them losing. That's, it will be worse them them losing will be worse than them winning. I think I know that's been said before with sports, but. The UND fans that I know and the friends that I have that are UND fans, it's going to suck if the Gophers lose. God, it's going to suck. Because they're going to, they're going to, they're not going to be nice to you at all, are they? No. And it's going to be. They're going to, hey, man, bummer. I know you're not on the team, but that sucks. Like, the Gophers beat St. Cloud last week. I didn't say anything to, like, really anybody. I don't think on Twitter or to Stu. No, or to, I mean, I, I didn't say a word. I just. Well, because you're not on the team, so you don't really deserve any credit to talk. That's the weirdest thing to me about talking shit to other fans. But that's and that's but they'll talk shit to me, and my, a good comeback is not. Oh, I wouldn't have said anything to you had the Gophers won, even though it's true. I can't say it. I just got to take it. I'm just going to have to sit there and just be like, yeah. I usually say, not, yeah, you played great. <laughs> well, I could, I suppose, but. The high road that you take is not going to work on them. It's not but the I people like that, that it's a high road, but it's also really cutting. Like that's also it's also a very road. low road. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. <laughs> it's seemingly a high road, but also total dick move. That right there is it's the Brandon. Sweet spot. That's the Brandon Boxy thing right there. It sounds like the high <laughs> road, but when you think about what he's saying, is your entire life is worthless. Yeah, you have done nothing, and this thing you were excited about is something that you should feel ashamed of. I can't tell you how many times I have played that card throughout the years. That is what Brandon is trying to do. He is not only trying to make you feel bad, he's trying to rip the entire life out of you in one step. Now's a good time to tell you I don't have any friends. 
So I may not be doing this right, but it does feel good at the time. I don't. I just feel weird when people talk shit about the team that I follow. It's just odd to me. I'll, I'll tell you the super special version of that is when people who are fans of a soccer team in England will get into the rivalries of that team and then do, try to taunt fans who are fans of another team who is rivals in England. There's this whole rivalry thing that they've transplanted here to take place in Minnesota, which is just insane to me. It's absolute insanity. Yeah. And right. I've been, and just so you know, I've been as guilty of that as anyone. But I'm saying it stops right now. Because it's just Arsenal, it's crazy talk. Arsenal is just a turd, John. They're they a are turd. pretty bad. I, I'm guys, I love Arsenal. Fuck both of you. Arsenal. Fucking those guys and Spanish assholes. You yeah. know, we could talk about the soccer season starting this week for the Minnesota United. Yeah, we could. That would really pad the yeah. time out. Or do we just want to have ten minutes of silence instead? Uh, I mean... Uh, Howie Cornfield? Howie Cornfield. You kind of loved that whole story, didn't you, Clarence? Howie, Cor- Howie Cornfield. Howie, Howie Cornfield. Cornfield? Who... Did somebody think that that was a real name? Is that what we're talking about right now? John got punked by a guy <laughs> named Howie Cornfield. Yeah, and John bit it just like a trout. John, like, that's the star of trout. too many men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting getting blasted by twelve inches of Howie Cornfield. <laughs> I don't have a stick. Looks like your five holes open for Howie. <laughs> and Howie refers to himself in the third person. The goal horn would be a big part of that. The guy's name is Howie Cornfield. Oh, God. The guy's name is Howie Cornfield. John's like, yep, yeah, nope, he's being serious. He is seriously just reporting the news. <laughs> His name's Howie Cornfield. <laughs> no, he's not going to He's pissed. He is seriously pissed. Oh, boy. <sighs> Wonderful stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. John, I'm sorry. That was funny. Um, I have two other things. Okay. <laughs> John's just... <laughs> what am I going to say? Am I going to actually explain the story? John, I don't know why I do this to you. It makes that me laugh. So rude. I know it. And you're going to be done, and you're going to giggle to yourself as you're going to sleep, as John is up for another hour and a half editing, <laughs> uploading, I know uploading it. posting, tagging, yeah. metadataing. Bullet points and writing it all out, and I'm just bad gun. <laughs> I laugh and then I just saw logs just, and sleep like a baby. <laughs> I know what. Two extra hours of sleep. <sighs> what a dick. Totally. Um, has there been any steam on the uh, NFL draft? I'm just curious. I haven't really been paying attention, but I know that that's coming up a little bit. And we haven't talked about it, so. No. Nothing going on it right now because I know that there's been certain tryouts or whatever. Right, pro I know Chantel Henderson did not finish his pro day. Uh, tomorrow that's the only is news we have. That's the only Zach news Met- we have. To tomorrow make fun is of Henderson. 
pizza. The Vikings. Burgers are tonight, I think, actually. Oh, is it tonight? I thought it was tomorrow. So it's they meet with uh, You could be right. It's either, yeah, it's either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, what, so they're meeting with, yeah, Mettenberger. And so the consensus that I have, which, which is a consensus of one person, for me, is that is uh, all, I need. all I need in my head is that Spielman will pick a quarterback later in the draft because that will buy him more time as general manager because he will be able to say, just wait, this guy is developing. He won't do it because he thinks that's what be- what's best for the Vikings. <clears throat> he will do it because he's a weasel, and it will buy him the most time as general manager. Uh, that's, that's... Th- that hasn't changed since my- last November. Uh, it sounds pretty nutty, even for Clarence. Um, All right. The Clarence. Go ahead. Yep. Poke some holes in yep. my theory. Mock that's and ridicule theory. right now. That's fine. Mock and ridicule me. But when they take... Uh, Oh shit! Somebody from Notre Dame, Guadalajara. What's the guy's name? Um, Greg Doritos. Yahoo, the guy from Northern Illinois or something. When they take him, Jimmy Garoppolo. Janine Garoppolo. When they take Janine Garoppolo in the seventh round, I want a formal public apology from you, Brandon. Well, no, no, no. And by public, he means not on this podcast. I'm not saying it's nutty that they choose a quarterback in later rounds. Uh, that might make total sense. But the fact that he is going to do that solely to save his own skin seems solely. crazy to me because the owner might just very easily or as easily be like, oh, fuck it, you're fired immediately. If, like, he, I, hasn't I fired Spiel- no. if he hasn't fired Spielman already and seen through his weasel shenanigans, Ziggy isn't going to do it then. He's not going to see just suddenly have an epiphany and go, oh, Wait, this guy's been playing me all along after two of the worst seasons in... I don't think he's going to say he's been playing me all along ever. I don't think that he'll ever think that because I don't think that Spielman's been playing him. I just think that he fucked up on the quarterback position and has been... And he's fucked up in a few other ways, too, for sure. Weasel. Um, Weasel. Weasel. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to come to the... I'm not saying that Spielman is in any way competent at all. But I don't think that he's necessarily. Sounds like that's um, exactly what you're saying. Right <laughs> I, I'm saying I don't think that he's um, uh, evil. I think he's just regular and competent. Uh, this is I, what all of our podcasts eventually come down to: is he evil or is he merely incompetent? <laughs> and fucking an entire organization that pays you just to save, just to get a couple more paychecks, strikes me as um, being remarkably evil. So I'm going to side on team incompetent. And you're on Team Evil. I'm on Team Both. <laughs> well, obviously, Evil means in- yeah. Okay, okay. You're a Team Both. That's fine. Because um, every okay. So I looked at the uh, before we started. Um, I looked at this mock draft. Um, CBS Sports has a roundup of a bunch of guys who I don't know if they're yeah four or five different guys. Sure. Yeah, I mean they have clearly fake names. Rob Rang, Dane, Dane <laughs> Brugler. Um, all they're wow, five wow. for five on the Vikings choosing a quarterback um, in the first round. And I don't think that. I mean, I very clearly don't think that any of them have any inside information. They're just five schmucks. But even these idiots know that they need a quarterback in the first round. 
um, just as badly as the other seven teams in front of them, uh, or more badly. So, um, I don't know. You don't think that there's some sort of when there's smoke, there's fire. There's four quarterbacks that could be drafted out of the top eight, and they should take one of the four that are available. I've I've said it from the beginning, and I'll stand by it. I think that one of the top three quarterbacks will be there, and they won't take them. Yeah. Okay. And nothing that's been updated. Obviously, never mind. I was gonna say nothing that has come out. But no. at this point, we are in the. Uh, uh, say sh- bullshit to reporters to get them to report what I want them leak no, bullshit. Uh, the biggest thing that's happened since the last time you and I and this podcast talked about the NFL draft was that it's the whole year, the whole time we've been doing this podcast, Teddy Bridgewater has been kind of the consensus number one uh, in the draft and since the last time we talked about the draft he had a horrible pro day and everybody seems to think that that means he may be available at eight. Like before, there was no chance he'll be there. Now they're saying there is a chance because he had such a bad pro day. He may be available at eight. That's the biggest, I think, development. Yeah, Guys, would you would you agree? That that's the biggest development day. in the last few weeks. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I know. <laughs> that is the craziest thing about the NFL draft to me that you can have a fairly good amount of information about what kind of football player Teddy Bridgewater is. He's played many games that were broadcast on television, Some of, <clears throat> most of which are now available on tape to NFL teams. And <laughs> yeah. yet, despite that preponderance of evidence, these NFL teams are like, you know, Ooh, his 40 time was about two-tenths slower than we thought it was going to be, and at his pro day, we saw one of the balls he threw flutter. So... so- I don't think he's I, probably that good at football. Last fall, yeah, I was at a, I was at a bar in Two Harbors, Minnesota, and I watched Teddy Bridgewater play from the opening, you know, play to the end. And I watched him. There's guys on the other team that were actively trying to tackle him, like that. That was their goal, mm-hmm. and and he As stood back in those pockets. And, and the other and the defensive backs were trying to intercept his passes. And he stood back in the pocket and made perfect throws, every kind of throw, deep pass, underneath route, everything. And I stood there and I said, this is the kind of guy that the Vikings need. Completely will not draft. Entirely accurate, athletic enough, good in the pocket. He can be a solid pro quarterback. I watched that entire game and said, okay, there's guys that are trying to get him, and he is doing well. That's what I watched. Now, this pro day, there's a guy standing there with a, like a fucking push broom. Yeah. Like it's not even a push broom. It's the <laughs> corn broom that your grandma had yeah. in the kitchen her whole life. <laughs> and not even the NFL scouts are going to watch that. A guy standing there with a fucking push broom up in the <laughs> air and go, well, they're going to ignore what I saw in Two Harbors against you know Division One guy that's 290 pounds trying to kill Teddy Bridgewater, and he stood there in the pocket and made a perfect pass. They're going to pay more attention to a fucking student trainer holding a fucking broom. And Dave Teddy the might have done guard. Yeah, let, pleated khakis. There might have been a little wobble on his pass, and oh nope, now he's going to drop to eight. That makes that can't make sense. That, yeah, can that can't it? actually I, happen, right? I'm a. Am I missing something here? Or what? That's what they're going to put more weight on. 
Well, they could all be doing smokescreen bullshit at you know, yeah, that's probably it. Day. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we have no idea Zimmer meant, you know, he was saying he was tired of the Johnny Manziel sideshow or whatever. We have no idea if he actually means that. I mean, you have to, if you're if you're putting money down, you have to think he's smart enough to mean the opposite of that, right? right. I mean, what sort of moron would actually come out and tell reporters for no reason whatsoever, not high in this guy? What does he have to gain? He must love him. Must be. See, I'm still hoping that happens when you get the modern day Jim McMahon and Mike Ditka going again. It's just going to be wonderful if it happens. Fist fights. But do you honestly think that Zimmer was just just being was being straight up? If anybody was, because if anybody in the league, I don't think. Don't say because he's a straight shooter. That's. He is the one. That's all they talk about when they talk about Mike Zimmer. If anybody the in the league release that they released said that's why he didn't get a job. Maybe he's a straight I don't shooter. know. He looks so much like Steve Seagal. He may be a straight shooter. <laughs> <laughs> he well, might helps. be. That helps. Because Steve Seagal didn't fuck around, Brandon. No, he's he's not he doesn't tell you what you want to hear. He tells you what you need to hear. You know, Steve Seagal has time to deal with your bullshit needing some. You can listen afterwards. You can kill some Germans. You can listen to a lot of podcasts that have actual facts, but you will not find another one who's comparing Mike Zimmer to Steven Seagal. Well, tell me I'm wrong, John. You're not wrong. That's the thing. You're not wrong. Look like fucking Steve Seagal. Fucking, we'll take nah, a pause for a Google image search. This is stuff that the local sports media won't won't talk about. But I'm not afraid. Judd, they won't. They never will. They won't touch it with a fucking ten foot pole. You know who's not afraid to touch it? The Sport podcast. Oh yeah. Not afraid to touch it. That's <laughs> there's the tagline. <laughs> that's the that's the hockey porno. <laughs> I'm not afraid to touch it. I still think too many men is probably the winner there. Could be too many men. <coughs> Guess there. Yeah, I'm still too. sick from. I'm still fucking sick from drinking a week and a half ago. <laughs> I still haven't gotten over. Welcome it. to old age. God, I feel yeah. like an ass. I feel like just a wheelbarrow full of buttholes. I'm loogie too. Just <laughs> kind of lemmy and you know, <sighs> not good. So sort of a week and a half ago, I drank. Week and a half ago, I'm still sick. <sighs> well, that'll learn you. All right, Brandon. Did you say you had something else? Um, oh God, I was mean, it, was, I just wanted to talk about Fargo a little bit more because that show looks pretty good. But I don't know if I have it in me anymore. I think you're pretty set in your ways, Clarence, about not liking that movie. Um, it's a shit movie. So, oh, really, I like that movie, Clarence. Well, that that really means yeah. Oh well, then I changed my mind. No, that doesn't you're very. Good. So my question to you is, you think that the movie, um, all you remember from that movie after seeing it, I'm doing quotes now, seeing it three times, sure you did, um, is the accents, which is... No, that's not, you You projected that onto me. I don't remember just the accents. I remember every part the of it. The main thing that you talked about. I, I didn't talk about anything. No, that's not the main thing I talked about. Go back and look. tell me once where I even mentioned the accents last night. The you're you're refer- referencing our Twitter conversation last night. I never mentioned the accent last night. You've mentioned it before that you think it's um, them making fun of us. Not just the accents. It's making fun of every part of us, how stupid we are, how naive we are. Um, okay. The accents the are a small of component that, of that. 
the hero of that movie um, was Marge, right? Marge Gunderson. Can't yes. you just as easily, if you feel like squinting a little bit, um, say that that's almost a love letter to Minnesota of like this very humble woman is also very hardworking and she solves this really complex crime just by working hard. Can't that be like the stand-in for Minnesota? Uh, and I love this state. I know that we are... Maybe their point is, yeah, you're going to remember the accents when you first come here, but if you actually look a little bit deeper, we're really great you know, that's how I've always felt about it. Justified, that deep down it was a love letter to the state of Kentucky. They're just hardworking, <laughs> down-to-earth meth dealers. It's, I think that's a, it's a pretty apt comparison. Yeah, it may work. No, it I'd have to think about it. She, if you, that's stretching credulity to say that she, that it's a love letter to Minnesota because Marge outs barely outsmarted a team of idiots. I'm just saying you you wouldn't have to squint that hard to have that be your point of view of the movie. And anybody who just looks at it and goes, oh, dumb Minnesotans, that's because you didn't pay attention and realize that the hero was a kick-ass detective who figured out this crime. While also, by the way, being like seven months pregnant and like not Eight feeling and well. Eight and a half months pregnant, not feeling well. Her prowler died. She didn't give a shit. She just got a jump from Norm and kept going about her business. Thought she was going to puke in a crime scene because she was pregnant, not because it was hard for her to look at, just because she was pregnant, and got back up and solved the fucking crime anyway. She's like a hero. She's amazing in that movie. So she, she is Minnesota personified. Like, the what's-his-face Steve Buscemi or whatever, I don't think he was depicted as being a Minnesotan, right? And he was, no, or he wasn't really, not. he wasn't part I'll of that. Make her. No, he's not. She was Minnesota personified, Marge Gunderson. I would say she and maybe her husband Norm, are sure. the only two likable characters out of 40 that are either idiots, some combination of idiots, naive, <laughs> Uh, low morals, um, <laughs> fake. Low morals. They you've immediately turned ninety years old talking about loose. <laughs> so to say that the movie is good and it is a love letter to Minnesota because one out of forty people, or maybe two out of forty people, are actually likable, and the rest are bumbling. Naive idiots. Uh, you're gonna need. I'm gonna need more than that. Uh, I think it was the Cohen brothers going out to Hollywood and saying, "God, it's like a, it's like some kid that goes out to New York City. You know how stupid my friends were in high school. That it's basically what they were saying. Look at the oh, idiots I grew a movie up with. Where she's uh, an incredible character and she's the hero and she's very Minnesota. She's yeah, the only like I, I'm giving you but this. She's she is extremely likable. Screen time. You can't She's compare the, her with the two Chaska sluts, or one one was. I can. I can compare her Sorry. with. I can compare her with the other characters in the movie. She's the only with, along with her husband, who doesn't dominate the movie. 
she's the only likable part of the entire movie. Right, but the other people were only on screen for a little bit, and their point of view is, yeah, if you just look at it, if you look at Minnesota from, like, a 30,000-foot level, yeah, mm-hmm. we're a bunch of podunk idiots, but if you So you agree with really me. Care That's about, what we're talking about No, here. but the point is, if you really care about, uh, if you really get to know the people, like, the only person we got to know was Marge, she's actually an amazing person. That's Minnesota for you. That's my theory. It's a love letter. And it's just very hard to under hard to get that. And even if you don't give a shit about the Minnesota thing, if you don't have a complex about it, it's just a kick ass mystery, man. Like if you weren't from Minnesota, like okay, Clarence, let's say you born and raised in uh fucking North Carolina. Sure. Would, okay. Would you hate the movie then? Uh probably would be indifferent towards it. Okay. So half of the of your opinion is based on what you call protection. No, I would say an overwhelming majority of my opinion is based on some guys that are from here making a movie that does nothing but makes fun of us. Okay. I'm willing to admit that that's the overwhelming majority why I don't like it. I'm pre- I am a protective person. I don't like being bullied. I don't like being made fun of. I, I don't care about being made fun of. I don't like being bullied. I don't like bullies, and I feel like that's what the Coens were doing. Is look at how stupid those pathetic little people are in that worthless state. But they Fine. all we'll throw work you a bone and to find these murderers. Even the work together. Who worked together? The fucking one... the Chaska and Wiper Lake prostitutes gave oh, some information. They to were Marge. idiots. The Chaska and Wiper Lake prostitutes were idiots. They were total idiots who helped to find these murderers. And what about the dude? who uh, gave the tip to Marge, the guy who was shoveling his uh, at the end of the driveway with the giant hood on his face, remember? Another idiot. Uh, uh, okay, a guy who has uh, helped to find a couple murderers, which is more than I've ever done with my life. So, you know, yeah, on the surface, <laughs> an, an idiot. idiot. All these Minnesotans work together as they do, as Minnesotans do, even if they come off as being sort of podunk small town. And uh, that's the hero. It's Minnesota, man. Minnesota locked up Jerry Lundegaard. And who <laughs> was yeah. also a bumbling, naive idiot and also one of the main characters. And I think he was, was evil, true. though. He was evil, yes. So that's my thing. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily, like I said, I think you have to squint a little bit to see that. Um, but I just know that these guys are kind of deep when they when you watch their movies. They always have this weird underlying message that takes like fifty layers to get to. That's I don't think that I'm convinced that that was their point. But when I started thinking about it. It was also not really, really, really easy to dismiss. And if they ever came out in an interview and said that, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I get it now. I totally get that because they did Here's... seem like idiots at the beginning. And then not, the more I thought about it, it was like it's just really their accents that are kind of funny, and I get a. I get the joke there. We do the accents don't that. bother me. I, I will say that one of the things that bothers me the most is how much I love Coen Brother movies. I love them. And that's part of the disappointment I have with this is I should I should love this movie. I one, I love Coen Brother movies. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about me. It's about where I grew up. It's about Minnesota. I should love that part. So combine the Coen Brother movies with a movie about Minnesota right there, I should love it. And, and now we'll get a little personal. That's fine. But my grandfather was the mayor and the sheriff of Crow Wing County. He was 
Marge Gunderson. <laughs> I should love this movie. The hero was my grandpa. I should love this movie. And I saw it in Fargo on the day it opened in Fargo. The movie is called Fargo. And I walked out of it going, what a giant piece of shit. It did nothing but make fun of us for two hours. Huh. Haughty and condescending caricature of Minnesotans for two hours. So then a couple years later, I said, you know what? I'm going to give it another shot because maybe I missed something. Watched it again. Thought the same exact thing. A couple years later, just a couple years ago, I sat down and watched it again and hated it even more than I did the first two times. Wow. You're going so, in the opposite direction. That most going the opposite know direction. I, I was looking for redeeming qualities that people like. They are, the redeeming qualities are that it's an okay story. I hear where you're going there. It's a mystery. It's an okay story. It's well told in that sense. And Marge is a good character. She's a good person and likable. But it gets overshadowed by everything else that I've described. I also think what's amazing about that movie and why I love it so much is the efficiency of the script. I mean, I have to think that that was like, and this is getting a little film school, so it's probably not interesting, but there weren't very many words throughout the entire thing. So to craft a, a crazy mystery like that with so many uh, levels or whatever in like a 60-page script was, I don't know, I thought that was amazing. And I thought it, which Mark is not character. always like a Coen Brothers movie. They're typically dialogue heavy. Oh, brother, where art where thou has a shit ton of words in mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and it's not efficient in that sense. I hear where you're going there. So in that, yeah, in that sense, it it's well told with a with a small amount of words, but it's overwhelmed by everything else that I hate about the movie. Huh. And I think I hate it so much because I should love it. Otherwise, I'd just be indifferent. That's it's why the expectations I'm so, thing. We always talk about it. That's exactly it. And it it makes me upset when I think about how good I sh how much I should love it and how good I think it could have been. Huh. Well, um, I have changed my stance zero um, <laughs> percent. I don't know what you're at right now. Yeah, no, actually, I hate it more than when we started talking. Uh, I actually, I'm not exaggerating. I think I love it more after we started talking about it when I started thinking about the Minnesota thing because I used to kind of be like, ah, whatever, I, it's a dumb joke about Minnesotans, but the movie's great. Now I think it might be a nice thing about Minnesotans. So I do truly like the movie now after we've talked about it even more. I feel exactly the same, exact, except exactly the opposite. So that's good. That's... Oh, great chat. Good talk. Good chat. <laughs> it wasn't. I don't think that was productive or good. Worth anybody's time. In any way. No one's listening. I won't apologize, but I think <laughs> I should. Is Johnny anymore? Should. <laughs> even to bed. I think John is not only. I think John's angry. I think he's angrier than when we were. Yanking his jug about the Howie Cornfield stuff. I'm hearing my name. Are we are we done talking about Fargo now? <laughs> oh, John. I did I my taxes, so my taxes. That show now. is coming out soon, so it's fairly relevant. So I was just want to talk more about it, and everybody knows it and has seen it. So that's my justification for bringing it back if up again. People are listening, and they think I'm a crazy person. If they think I'm wrong, they think I'm a crazy person. That's a given. If they think I'm wrong, I'd love to hear why. I would.
Let me know why. At C Swamp Down on Twitter. That's at C Swamp Down. All right, do we want to take a couple minutes and talk about hashtag hire Stu? Stu, do you want to submit this as a resume of any kind? (laughs) Well, audio resume. If there are any wealthy benefactors listening and they want to let me, uh, you know, run through their sprinkler because that's what they're into, (laughs) I will... I will do that for money. So Possibly Wade. Gonna... Wade, if you're what listening. Are you... <laughs> what are you wearing, Stu? What, what, what are you willing to wear as you're, as um, you're running? You know, I've, that's, I, I, have a, I have a jock strap. And, uh, <laughs> Stu, you're <laughs> a middle-aged man. Why do you have a jock strap? I do like well, I quieted your voice down a little bit because out of context, that's... No, my listening. No, my other room no, is my, my, my voice is just going. <laughs> Jake from State Farm. <laughs> exactly. Do have a jock strap and khakis? <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm I'm unemployed. So if anybody wants to hire me, by all means, hire hire me. Any, and yes, I mean I I will run through sprinklers. And, um, you know, in the in the you know the. The golden hour when the sun is setting and you know it's just hitting the water just so I will oh. I will I will run through that for money and let uh, the man walk watch your dog <laughs> exactly so if there's somebody uh, you know who listens who like lives like on you know in Medina or one of those like weird western oh. suburbs where sure you know, they, they just yeah. buy and sell men northern I'm, oaks I'm, what's I'm that? north oaks north oaks yeah the gated yeah. communities. Like yeah. Deep Haven or something like that. Deep yeah. Haven, that's Minitrista. a good one. I think Deep Haven was on our top twenty-five list earlier this year. Deep Haven's a good oh, one. Sure. North Oaks is way east and north, and I've ridden my bike. My um, in-laws live a few miles from there, not in the nice neighborhood, but I've ridden my bike through there. And that is, the houses are so big there that you can't even be impressed. You are immediately angry that like people <laughs> live like that. I rode my bike through the trail and just was like double finger guns the entire way. No <laughs> bike riding. I'm like, fuck any. I mean, a 9,000 square foot house, there's no need. There's no reason for any human being, unless you have 50 kids. <laughs> the only reason. So it made me mad. That's After my shit. review of North Oaks. <sighs> yep. So that was, is what the, that was our opportunity to. for Stu to do something good, and instead we talked about how terrible people from North Oaks are. Some of <laughs> yeah, them might who, be able to hire The job some. creators. Yeah, we just ripped on job creators. Uh, for, yeah. Sorry. You guys worked hard. You deserve yeah. it. It was a good run. Well, he's good <laughs> with the words. He is good with the words. Why wouldn't you hire Stu? Hire Stu. Hire him. Just hire the man. He's a, he's a clean boy. <laughs> he's, why would you not? Wash your uh, grandma. <sighs> so, yeah. Well, they can't. There's my resume. You have, let's, like, we have somebody that's writing for us. If I had the power, fire him. I would. I'd hire, <laughs> hire Stu. Why don't you just annoy them so much that they quit, Clarence? I know you have oh. it in you. Oh, I know you do. Yeah. That ship has sailed. If that hadn't happened already, that's it's a yeah. They really got their feet feet set. Never going to happen. You can't imagine the staff meetings that we have. Oh, I don't want to. Imagine like, your life. This is how I am about things that are deep. 
unimportant. Like I, this is how I am about sports and movies and things that aren't important. Can you imagine like things that work making money and like things that are actually in the real world, how, how I articulate things and get angry about stuff. That's not, I imagine uh, a strength of yours is not um, willing to listen to other ideas. <laughs> Open-minded to, I'll just change my mind sometime. I imagine that's not a thing that you hear a lot. No. It's not ever been on any review I've ever no, received. No, review. That box being checked. You know, after Open. after Clarence got tenure, those St. Olaf faculty meetings really started going downhill fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, my favorite running joke. The humanities department is just off the... They're just off the reservation at this point. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. All right, I'm out of words. Uh, I think we're all out of words, but we were out of words a long time ago, and then we got in a 40-minute argument about Fargo. So I'm proud of us. Uh, Sorry about that. For the people from out of state who love our accents... What a shitty movie. I'm sure they enjoyed hearing people with the most Minnesotan accents ever arguing about the movie Fargo. Shit movie. That just must tickle them pink. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you have any money, hire Stu to do something. I think he'd prefer to write, but he'll do almost anything. He's a better writer than you are. Why wouldn't you hire Stu to write stuff for you? If he had a writing job. If I had any money, I would absolutely hire Stu to write stuff for me. Makes me angry. I tried to get I'm him available. to write stuff about soccer for free, but he didn't want to do that. That was the best I could do. That was the best I could do for poor Stu. Howie I'm sorry you don't have better friends, Stu. That's okay. Yeah, that's a bummer. So, Thanks for listening. Um, I don't have anything else to say. Good night. See you, bye. Night, John. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.